2: Lumos. Hello friends, welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard, and the former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team... The flannel wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host, and yours, Lottie, A.K. Fleur.
3: Hiya! dass ihr da seid Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. Come on in. This is the 30th episode of Shell Cottage Radio, in which we will discuss chapter 5 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the Whomping Willow. Before we fire up today's discussion, we will start with the latest cottage catch-up, quiz Bill with trivia questions, and expand our knowledge about magical and fantastic beasts.
2: And as we sit here, I'm looking at the doc. I did not know that's how you spell 30th.
3: Me neither. I just so, tried, and it worked. It didn't underline it. It didn't say It's just wrong. funny
2: seeing it writ- written down, you know? So... Anyway, uh, we are actually, so yeah, we're recording Chapter 5 today, but we are watching, currently on the TV, uh, Goblet of Fire.
3: Yeah, it's a so. bit of a change in our setting. We're actually in the living room. We have our little Christmas tree up. It's getting cozy in here, mm-hmm. and we're. Mm-hmm. I have a very strong hot coffee with French vanilla flavor mm. in it. And we're watching Goblet of Fire while we're recording.
2: It's crazy. It's on just in the background silently. Uh, Barty right now is out there telling everybody the new rules. Oh
3: my gosh. Uh (laughs) I totally... I can hear his voice like all like... You oh know, yeah Bored and uh, right, Very right. monotonous
2: And everyone's yelling and stuff so. <laughs> Yeah So that is silence! silence
3: Silence That was Dumbledore Yeah
2: that's going on in the background uh, Plugged <laughs> in just a string of Christmas lights We got the little uh, Christmas tree plugged in and everything too So we got that going <laughs> Feeling <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> Feeling good I do have a lingering paper I have to write tonight So there's some cottage ketchup for you uh, Once this is over I'll be diving into a, a, another <laughs> book review you know, oh, historical. Yeah. That's thing. your life, huh? That's my life. Book reviews, uh, papers. Psh, I don't even know. I <laughs> when we switch on the podcast, I just sort of blank out the rest of that sort of like.
3: <laughs> Which is great.
2: Yeah, it's like you just switch into different worlds, and it feels yeah. be, it just feels
3: better. So, it does. Yep. And so today was actually a good day. You know, a uh, pretty pretty easy day after the holidays. Um, mm-hmm. We had uh, kind of a day off. Not really. So teachers went into work, but um, we had some workshops. I was able to go to the library, mm-hmm. and I started my. Um, I'm so excited! Yeah, <laughs> I started some art, uh, digital art classes online, right. and um, it's so much fun. I yeah, I'm just saying that I. You're loving it. I'm loving it, and I can't wait to get back into, um, creating art.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, we had it was a. Uh, Kind of a down day, so it was good for you to get out there and do that. And then, uh, yeah, we hit the gym. Um, Oh, yeah,
3: thanks again. Sorry. Thanks to everybody who participated in our Weasley Turkey Challenge, right? The the week before um, Thanksgiving, we did a little challenge. So we went to the gym every day, or let's say we had a workout every day for 45 minutes minimum. Mm -hmm. And we posted a story every day, and we did it. We actually... uh, managed to do that and it was some days tough. Whoa, we were just on the couch. We had some dinner and we
2: were like, Do we really have to go?
3: But then, you know, we committed to it and we were like, No, we have to go. And it's really just that little moment after you're like, Oh, we just ate, I feel tired. It's dark outside. But yeah, it, I'm so happy and proud that we made it, and w- it was so cool to see all you guys' all your guys's. How do you say that? You guys's, yeah, your guys' all, all your <laughs> all's, uh, y'all, y'all's uh,
2: <laughs> 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 stories no, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like
3: Weston and um, Melissa yeah. and Angelina yeah. and Rob.
2: Yeah, my buddy Rob snuck in there, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was it was fun. It was really good to kinda of have a little bit of a challenge like that. So we've mm-hmm. got a couple of days here and then I think in December first we're doing our own little personal uh challenge here just to kind of get some recording done. Yeah. We're trying to like, you know, hit our eating windows, get to you know, our workouts on time, all that good stuff. So yes. Got to finish this uh, semester, this year, strong, you know? We got a lot of important, crazy dates coming up in December, so...
3: I know. I mean,
2: it's busy time anyways, but then in my, in my family, we just have a lot of birthdays and different things that are really, you know, so just a lot.
3: Like our own birthday.
2: I, I, my birthday's <laughs> coming up, guys, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to be an old, old wizard.
3: Yeah.
2: No. Old, old wizard, so... But no, it's been good around here. We've been having a good time, and the holidays were good. Hopefully, you guys had a, a, a good holiday um you know and uh again just you know looking forward to the upcoming holidays and yes if you get a chance take some time for yourself you know just relax sip on some coffee mm-hmm. dive into some harry potter that's just sort of it's our the preference. time right it's yeah the time it's of a the christmas year. movie right
3: <laughs> it is i mean everyone for us it's uh all year round but it is um even better to watch it during christmas and in yeah. december yep i agree <laughs>
2: all right Mm -hmm. well
3: are you ready for some questions
2: i'm ready we're doing trivia
3: Mm mm-hmm just real quick it's pretty easy eh what's uh the middle name of harry's daughter lily
2: (laughs) what's the middle name of harry's daughter
3: yep her first name is lily her Uh last name is potter what's in the middle
2: in the middle Uh uh-huh why is it easy (laughs) <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what? is I, anyone I'm else t- sitting out there listening to this going like it, that was easy
3: I, 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 sometimes it is hard to tell because once I've read uh-huh. I I see the trivia question <laughs> and they have the answer right underneath and I'm like oh yeah that's pretty easy but I don't know if had I not seen <laughs> the answer would I have known I mean then seeing the answer it's like oh yeah sure I mean but I don't so, know had, I, I'm I don't thinking know of, of I think I would have though
2: Signific- I mean, <laughs> 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 like,
0: okay, let's start. A, let's start. There's a bunch so we of names <laughs> I, could,
2: I could guess, but I mean,
3: so we have, um, <laughs> Albus Severus, right? And then we Albus have, Severus, yeah, James.
2: Uh huh. Serious? <laughs> I, hey, you're, I Ooh. don't know, right? I thought it was, oh dear. I think it's funny because these are these kids that show up right at the end. You're sort of like, yep, got it. An- I mean, I don't. Even always remember their names. Yeah. Quite frankly, I know what they look like on the at the end of Deathly Hallows, and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, 19 years later, it's a good little resolution. But um, uh,
3: wow, I Google Harry's sons' names, and of course, I forgot to say it's Harry Potter, and I get um, uh, Harry and and Megan's kids. Oh, the the the, the Royals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we gotta add Potter yeah. in here.
2: Harry Potter. Uh,
3: Google. How do you not know that I mean Harry Potter? Oh, I was right! I was right. James, serious.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're serious. Um, Lily.
3: This will make you Uh, like, yeah. You'll like this.
2: Okay. What is it?
3: It's Lily Luna Potter. But why Luna? Because he likes Luna. Luna was one of you know one of his good friends. I mean, it's kind of weird to. You know, yeah, for I don't Ron know. to probably call her Lily Hermione, or is it? I mean, I guess Hermione was besides Ginny his most important, you know, female friend in his life. Why not
2: Joe? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I, you know,
3: wow. why is Luna?
2: I, it's. I mean,
3: I thought you would like that.
2: <laughs> no, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know that I, that it's.
3: It's kind of cute, I think.
2: It's a cute name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes you kind of wonder cool. why Luna had that much of an impression on him or hey, them.
3: look at the names. and I mean... Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly, Ginny had no say in it, so... <laughs>
2: well, that's what I'm wondering. Did she have more say? Maybe she was closer with Luna than we realized or something. I mean, something. that's
3: true. You she know? was friends with Luna, so I think yeah. it's... it's I mean, I, it's still kind of weird because I wouldn't name my child after my friends. I was thinking, like, maybe... Like, like that like are still, you know, like, around me.
2: Yeah, what if it was one of the witches <laughs> or wizards that actually, you know, I don't know, died in that battle or something that... I don't know who that would...
3: Wait, Luna? Yeah, Luna survived because she yeah. actually was... Um, her spouse is going to be uh, Newt's grand, great-grandson or great-grandson. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. But still, I, yeah, sorry. We did not know that one. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, all right. Okay. We'll learn something Learned new. Something That's what I wish
2: you'd throw a poll out there. <laughs> Is this really, I mean, are you guys just okay with this middle name? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, just like now when you think of that character, you think of Harry's mom and Harry's best friend. Or
3: Well, she wasn't even his best friend. Yeah, Because exactly. Hermione was his best
2: friend. Right. So, it's just, you're not even named after your aunt, Hermione.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh well, I get it, but it's um their choice, you know. <laughs> um, and it sounds cool, Lily Luna. L- it li- does, yeah. It it sounds good. L-L. It's, yeah, L-L. yeah. Lily, Lily, I'm now
2: thinking of like other, I mean, people on the Quidditch team who he might have been, you know, <laughs> like closer, <laughs> like Angelina. <laughs> Angelina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Katie. Katie, yeah, just so. Well, Jenny. Yeah. Well. <laughs>
3: Why didn't they? Why didn't they name her Lily Molly? Because That's what I was going through. Well, the not sound s- as good as Lily Luna.
2: When I was trying to think of her middle name or like I don't know some other yeah connection there, but well, Donna. You know? Do you know? All right, all right, all right. What else you got?
3: Okay, second one. In uh, what year does Harry learn the summoning charm, Accio? Uh,
2: year four.
0: Yep,
3: we're watching it You're right now. We're actually right not... W- we're, we're, they're not... Yeah, it's Moody's uh, lesson about yeah. the uh, unforgivable curses. Yeah, curses,
2: yeah, yeah. But no, I remember that part in the book, too, where he has to really start, like practice it and work on yes, it, and Hermione's too. helping him, and they're yep. all kind of working on it together, yeah.
3: Because then he uses it in the first challenge. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah.
2: So, and the bigger question is, why didn't Crumb use it, you Yeah. Know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pa- apparently, he didn't need to. Apparently, you know, he didn't have to use his broom to fly around and, yeah. and get that, so... Interesting, but okay. Mm, good, Feel good. pretty good about yep. one of those questions. Fifty
3: percent, pretty good. Fifty <laughs> percent <50% laughs> <50% laughs> failed it. Yeah, it did, good. You know, <laughs> well, like two questions is not enough. To have a <laughs> one out of two.
2: Hey, ain't bad. Um, sorry, this it's funny.
3: <laughs> I think overall you're doing pretty good
2: yeah i've had some help from our from our lovely guests i'd like to yeah. thank uh, michaela last week for helping out there big time oh i think uh, she's she was
3: laughing was, about our questions too she, easy oh too easy <laughs> yeah
2: she's a, a champion yep. so that was really cool uh travis was was spot on the week before so he was killing <laughs> it which was great yeah so be sure to check those those guys out and go follow Definitely. them and say that as uh, and lottie sent you you know so
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah um This week, we're going to do something a little bit different for our magi-zoology lesson.
0: What? You rescue these creatures?
3: Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. Whenever we have a guest, um, we skip the magi-zoology lesson because we want to spend more time getting to know our guests and asking questions, Right, right? So the last two weeks we had guests and i didn't have to prepare that so this week yep i forgot (laughs) but i thought i would do something new and fun yeah unprepared i have the book fantastic beasts and where to find them in front of me okay and i'm just going to open a random page and i'm going to read the entry if you know if we haven't covered it yet um so we have no clue no clue What's okay. gonna happen next, okay. and who, uh, what kind of beast we're gonna talk okay, about? Okay, here we go. Here we okay, go. Here we go. Oh, I feel like the jarvi. Did we talk about the Jarvey? I the Jarvey, huh? I have the list down no. here. We had Bo Truckles, Basilisk, Climpy, Acromantula, Winged Horses, Mortalob, Flubberworm, Troll, Golden Snidget, Bundiman, Demiguy, Centaur. Unicorn, mooncalf, gnomes. Nope, have not talked about the Jarve yet. Okay. A Jarvey, first of all, has a mom classification of XXX, so three X's, which stands for a competent wizard should cope. The Jarvey is found in Britain, Ireland, and North America, so around here. Mm-hmm. It resembles an overgrown ferret in most respects except for the fact that it can talk. True conversation, however, is beyond the wit of the Jarvee, which tends to confine itself to short and often rude phrases in an almost constant stream. <laughs> Jarvies live mostly below ground where they pursue gnomes, though they will also eat moles, rats, and voles. What are voles? V-O-L-E-S? Uh, like
2: mole, kind of like, I think. Somebody's gonna be s- raging at me right now, but there is probably a difference between bulls okay. and moles. I don't know what they, what it is, but okay. it reminds me of a mole. So okay, <laughs> like I don't know.
3: You know what? I think I remember the term Jarvi or the the beast Jarvi because it was mentioned when um, we first talked about the classifications of beasts and beings. And they had, you know, throughout the ages, they had difficulties defining what is a beast, what is a being, mm-hmm, like yeah. you know, human-like. And they, ha- once the definition included, like, if they can talk. And the Jarvi, then, was part of the beings, the human-like creatures. Oh, okay. And definitely could not understand making laws and voting and uh, discussing things. So they had to get rid of that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Just like gnomes, I think the gnomes, they we had them last week we talked about them and they can't really, they can talk, but they can't really have a conversation with you.
2: Yeah. Okay. So here's something interesting. I've, I looked up the wiki and I was going to roll through some of this. Uh, Newt was involved. This is the, this is actually the, the, the Jarvey mm-hmm. was the big incident that sort of got him in, in trouble with, he was, he was illegally possessing a magical beast <gasps> uh, causing endangerment uh, of human life and violation of the oh. animal welfare laws. Uh, the oh beast goodness. in question was a jarvi so it was witnessed by multiple people and caused endangerment of human life. Uh, Dumbledore defended Newt, although the ultimate consequence was unclear. The British Ministry of Magic, Magic Animal Welfare Department, uh, were also informed of the violation and required a rehouse, and were yeah, and were required to rehouse the jarvi wow. uh, So that's there. You go. There's Newt sort of getting in trouble with the law, having a jarvi Illegally. Wait,
3: that was when he? Did you say that was when he was a student, or when he went to the? Don't stadium?
2: know. It says in uh, nineteen thirteen. So I'd have to do some.
3: I think that was before. That must have been when he was a. S- wait. No. Timeline. Fantastic Beasts. Help me out. Okay. Now <laughs> another. Uh, I think uh, they take place in twenty nine or something. 1929, nineteen twenty nine. Nineteen. Before that, a little bit. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna Google it real quick. Go ahead.
2: Uh, okay. Another one behind the scenes here. The jarvi may be. Uh, seen, it's possibly seen here in the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Albus Potter is seen with a pet ferret, and this very well may be a Ooh. Jarvie. It is unlikely due to the fact that Jarvie are described as overgrown, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah. Also, given that Newt commander was expelled for endangering of humans, so yes, he was in school.
3: I was gonna say because the first Fantastic Beast in Wonder to Find the Movie is takes place in nineteen twenty six.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yes, yeah, says so Newt was uh, was uh, was expelled for endangering human life with a Jarvie. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, we'll look, so they're, they're saying maybe not. Maybe maybe the laws have changed. But it's definitely a pet ferret that he has in his yeah in his possession there in uh, Deathly Hallows. Pretty so cool. That's kind of neat.
3: Yeah so as always i'm gonna ask you would you like to have or befriend a jarvie uh
2: i don't know i mean they i guess they i've been around ferrets before and i'm (laughs) just not they're really they are just so quick and can get in and out and just dart around and just get into stuff that yeah i don't know if i would i really don't i know some people love them and Mm -hmm. have a good time i mm, not so sure and this one can insult you so i yeah
3: yeah i know it I, I don't
2: need any more negative energy in my life <laughs> so
3: it it seems like yeah not very chill to have one so i like cats and and, and, measles, and measles, you know, who yeah. Are like they just sleep most of the day and then when i when they're yeah. awake they just go out and hunt and yeah you know, I'm good with that. Because yeah.
2: even like a niffler would be cute, but also so much
3: work. Oh, I know.
2: You know, it'd just be it'd just be getting into everything
3: constantly. You would uh, need constant them. vigilance. Yeah. <laughs>
2: with <laughs> that thing around, I yeah.
3: Yep, agreed. So, so. we both agree. Uh, no, Jarvis's pets no. anytime soon. No. Nope, good okay. on that. Good. Great. <clears throat> Are you ready for some rock paper scissors? Yeah, let's go. Ready. Rock paper scissors shoot. Of course. Good. Rock paper scissors shoot. Ha! <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? I win, so yeah. I can choose whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, did I read last time? Don't know. I think I did. Okay. I can't remember oh, I like
2: earlier today. So here,
3: do you wanna? If I have you read it, I gotta read. Right mad here? at me? What, do you want the tablet to the iPad?
2: I got it right here. Chapter five: The Whomping Willow. When Harry and the Weasels all squeeze into the enchanted Ford Anglia to drive to London, where the Hogwarts Express is waiting, Harry feels happy and sad at the same time, happy because the young wizard can't wait to get back to Hogwarts, a majestic magic castle hidden in the Scottish Highlands, and sad because the summer at the borough is coming to an end. The departure turns out to be quite hectic as the twins forget something twice. And Jenny remembers on their third attempt to leave that her diary is still in her bedroom and she must go back to get it. By the time the company arrives at King's Cross, they only have 10 minutes left until the Hogwarts Express leaves. Percy, the twins, Jenny, Molly, and Arthur all hurry through the barrier between Platform 9 and 10, leaving Harry and Ron as the last pair to enter Platform 9 and 3 quarters. With just one minute to go, the two boys run towards the barrier, confident that they would be able to pass through it as usual but when they reach the brick wall, their trolleys crash against the solid stone. Someone must have sealed the magic entrance and Harry and Ron are locked out of the platform. Confused and full of panic, the two friends hurry back to the car, but suddenly excitement takes over. The car. It can fly and all they have to do is take off, follow the train and get to Hogwarts in time to join the sorting ceremony and the feast. Sounds like a brilliant plan. Well, at least Ron knows how to fly the car. Yet the invisibility booster wears off in mid-air, and they have to ascend higher to hide in the clouds. For hours, they fly over England's beautiful countryside north towards Scotland, checking in on the Hogwarts Express from time to time. It is already dark when they finally see the iconic towers of Hogwarts Castle. But the car has never gone this far before, and instead of landing gracefully in front of the castle entrance, the car's engines die right above the school grounds. Ron and Harry crash land into a big old willow tree. The tree is not amused and brutally attempts to smash the intruders with its branches. Ron's wand is crushed and breaks in half. But with the last effort of the car's engine, Ron reverses the Ford Anglia out of the Womping Willow, down into the grass. The car magically forces Harry, Ron, Hedwig, and their luggage outside and drives off into the forest. As if that's not enough, they get caught by their least favorite teacher, Professor Snape. Lucky for them, the final decision of consequences lies with Professor Dumbledore and Professor McGonagall who, even though disappointed, do not expel Harry and Ron, but give them both detentions as well as a warning. Quite opposite of the teacher's welcome, the Gryffindor common room breaks out into clapping and cheers upon Harry and Ron's arrival. The two friends can't help but grin, but sheepishly make their way to their dormitory, mainly to avoid Percy and Hermione's dismay. Seamus, Dean, and Neville are deeply impressed, and Ron and Harry go to bed with exhausted, but a heroic feeling like they just finished a marathon. So I'm trying to think of a time where I have gone and stayed somewhere, and I really loved it, enjoyed it, you know, and, and it felt like just awesome. You didn't want to leave, you know, but then also you're going to something even better, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I really don't have an experience like that because again, I've—I uh, mean, Harry has such a terrible experience with the Dursleys, right? Yeah. That he just is blown away by getting to spend this much time. With the Weasleys and, and falls in love with the borough and their family and just feels really, you know, great there. But then he's also looking forward to going to school. So it's like bittersweet yeah. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And I think the only thing I can think of is when I'm out on I was out on vacation once as a mm-hmm. a junior and like every place we stopped in our, our west. We went out west into like this big loop and every place we stopped at, I was sort of like, I love this place, really enjoyed it, had a great time. It was awesome. And you didn't want to leave. But then you would go to the next place, and it was yeah. amazing. So you're like, uh, okay, we got to keep going. We gotta, we gotta go to the next place, and we didn't get enough time here. We want to stay here longer, but you know, yeah. yeah. So
3: that's so funny that you say that because I was just, um, I was gonna say the same thing uh, when I was traveling for four to five months after my bachelor's degree. I felt the same. It was so exciting and sad at the same time to leave a place but you're so excited for the next one and every time that happened it was so bittersweet but it, it, I just made one last photo of that place and then I tried to write some. I had a I actually kept a diary um, like a journal
2: mm-hmm.
3: wrote a journal during that time and I journal yeah it helped a lot to write about that experience and that kind of like helped me to bring that chapter to an end and now i'm open and ready to absorb new experiences so that was great and i think i it's just sad that harry never had a family like this or brothers to play with like that you know dudley Mm -hmm. has never been had never been a brother like that to him they always constantly like he was looking down on him trying to tease him trying to you know play pranks on him or even hurt him yeah. Um, t- tell on him to Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon. And there's never... I, I guess maybe ha- there has been, but we just never see that. I You know, within 11... 10 years, they grew up together. I feel like they must have had like some little brotherly interaction. And we just don't, see, you know, read about it in the book. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But having that big family where... Everything is, it's quite the opposite of of the Dursleys' house, and everything is so chaotic, but that's what makes it so lovely.
2: Yeah, it's true. That's different than the Petunias, you know, where everything's in order, and it has its own place, and, you know, the hedge has to look a certain way, whereas with the Weasleys, it's just all over the place, random, and, you know, um, a a bit, yeah, like you said, chaotic Chaotic. or or a mess, but works and it still feels homey and still feels really good and, and everything i think that's another thing too like there's a when you go into somebody so are so carol for example mm-hmm. um shout out to carol <laughs> up there in port clinton uh when we go to her house a lot of times when you when you look around all the different knickknacks and stuff everything there's a bunch of stuff and things that yes. she has right and and she always has decorations for the, the holiday and the season, and it just feels Ooh. kind of like like a like a burrow that is more organized and clean that doesn't have you know six to seven to five whatever you know amount of kids coming in and out, yeah, and, although she does I mean yeah. really she has a lot of you know moving pieces or whatever, but there's there's such cool little knickknacks all around yes. the house to kind of look at and I feel like that's what harry's he's he's in a house that that feels there's just a lot of love and a, a lot of yeah. memories and things that are kind of you know cherished or whatever so yeah
3: yeah. it's actually a great comparison because um carol by the way is my uh was my host mom when i was an exchange student like 10 years ago um and i love their house it's just it's simple and clean but so full of love and memories and photos and little like you said little knickknacks but she keeps everything so neat and organized that's the perfect middle sweet spot between you know the way too organized and neat dursley house and uh, versus uh yeah um just, very know. chaotic but also lovely borough so right, right. that's a good a great comparison actually yep. and Yeah. and we we get that i mean that whole chaos I, it's all morning when they uh, on the morning of departure everyone's running around every everyone even though they might have packed some things the night before but and you know how it is in the morning you forget something and and you're looking for something you didn't think of the night before and uh, there's how many people running around up and up up and downstairs the whole time constantly and i can i can just by reading it i can totally picture and feel the chaos (laughs) that's going on in that house right before they have to leave
2: it reminds me of being like in a hotel or like a motel where um you have a lot of people who you, you basically lied to the counter and said th- they said hey how many people are, s- are sleeping in this room and you're like yeah just two two people right and it's actually like six <laughs> yeah. and you're all trying to get ready in that same hotel room and move around and and uh, that was basically the story of me and my cousins like it just we'd be smuggling cousins into the side so we don't yeah. have to pay extra and, and we're all yeah. sleeping in this hotel room trying to get ready and you're bumping into each other moving around yeah. finding stuff and whatnot so you know another connection to to carol this is what we'll if you know, dedicate this episode to carol because um, she does kind of remind me of now that i'm thinking about it like like a molly weasley and and, and her husband greg you know would, yeah. would kind of like like arthur a little bit in terms of there's a little bit of this back and forth that you have between molly and arthur where he is he's doing stuff that i don't know it's it, they both sort of keep each other
3: Balance, balance, yeah. yeah, and
2: and they balance each other out. I guess is the way to say it because it's just kind of funny to see how Arthur interacts with the kids versus how Molly does, and then also yeah. how he's into these different like um, he, he puts a what's he do to the to to the car? He has the um, he expands the trunk, yeah, and the seat <laughs> and, and everything, right? I
3: mean, come on, Molly probably knew, f- sure for sure that it was Arthur. I don't know because she's like oh my she goodness I like, can't yeah. believe that muggles are so smart.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she was
3: I don't know. If she maybe she like was living in denial to, pr- possibly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe
3: she really didn't. I I don't know. She doesn't seem to know a whole lot about muggles stuff. Right. So. Right. No. Yeah.
2: So I think for her it would, it would be fair to say she, she has no idea that they could fit that many people in the car <laughs> and doesn't know what, what Arthur also again shout out to him and his powerful magic. Right. The fact that he's able to kind of you know do those different things to be undetectable almost right and yeah so, like, so i think it's kind of neat it is but pretty cool yeah he just sort of reminds me of like arthur's you know a guy who's tinkering out in his shed doing different things and again that's yeah. that's um that's greg that's carol's husband he's he's out tinkering on his boat or doing different things and so uh yeah sorry just kind of shout out to them because i yeah. did, had a good weekend with them this past weekend for the ohio state michigan game and it was just it was interesting to just to be up there and to see their dynamic. And that's a, that's a compliment to them, by the way, to be it the is. the Weasleys, you know? Yeah. I mean, to be Arthur and Molly. It's
3: yeah, because you have that whirlwind of a Carol running around talking to people and doing yeah. all that stuff. And Greg is just the complete opposite of calmness. and Friends, we might have to have Carol on
2: the podcast. What do you guys <laughs> <I know>. think? <laughs> that
3: would be awesome. Because we're
2: talking about somebody that you guys don't know about. And I yeah. feel like... I, uh, yeah, because yeah. she listens and she's, she's interested in what we do. And she's, she's definitely always had, uh, uh you know, in, into like, whether it's Harry Potter, Narnia, yeah, fantasy she loves stories kind of and movies yep. and stuff. So I, don't, I have to work on this.
3: I remember I was so excited when I was um, staying at their house, you know, during my exchange student year. And I found in their basement, I found the old Harry Potter tapes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was... I was like, Carol, can I get the old tape recorder upstairs, Um, you know, like the player? Right. And um, I put it right beside my bed and I was listening every night. I would listen to Harry all the Harry. She had, I think, all of them, all seven books as tapes in her basement. And I listened to them every night. Wow. And that was, you know, that was like a feeling of home. And I think that was the first time I listened to them in English. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. there we go
2: that's a a cool connection a cool story a cool uh yeah so anyway so yeah the the borough was great and it's sort of it's again we can really feel um harry i think when we go there ourselves we've we've been with harry for so long at um aunt petunia's and Mm -hmm. uncle vernon's that that for us we're we kind of light up as the reader because we're like this place is awesome yeah like let's go here every summer we don't like (laughs) what what else do that what else is there's a ghoul upstairs there's gnomes running around jenny's kind of into harry something's up there Mm -hmm. the things are popping and cracking in the in the twins bedroom percy's writing love letters i know arthur arthur's you know enchanting cars and doing crazy (laughs) stuff and molly's running around after all of them and trying to keep everybody organized i mean and 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 she's also uh we're starting to to get an idea here early on in this chapter that she's got a little bit of a crush oh yeah (laughs) and don't we all
3: on Professor Lockhart. <laughs> Wait until I announce the next chapter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't remember how many times I've read Chamber, but I think this is the first time I really made the connection. Ginny almost forgot the diary. Yeah. In her bedroom. Right. That's the third time so they, you know, all packed up in the car. Let's go. Harry's already like turning back thinking, "Oh, when, I, when am I going to see this place again?" Mhm. And sure enough, five minutes later, they're back there because Fre- George forgot something. Yeah. And then they come back again because Fred forgot something. Third attempt, they finally want to go, but Jenny forgot her diary. Yeah. And, you know, the only daughter of the family forgets her diary. Can't say no to that. Oh, no. Can he you, had you imagine to go back. Arthur, like his little daughter? His no, youngest, you're going back. Like, I forgot yeah. my diary.
2: I mean, it even for him, he's even looking for that excuse, like, "Well, Molly, dear, we, sh- we, can we fly should we should now." <laughs> like, it's, <just laughs> it's
3: like, we "Let's can do go, it, because
2: he wants to try it out. Yeah. But yeah, I think that you're, you're right. Actually, uh, you know, every time I, I do a reread of Harry Potter and I come to that part, I'm like, "Oh yeah!" Every time, even though I've heard it and I know yep. it, I'm sort of like, oh, "Isn't that cool?" Right? Yeah. And that interesting that 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 layer is in there early on. Yeah. So yeah, I I totally agree with you there so um now they so after that right we finally do make it and we Mm -hmm. we head to um king's cross and we're, we're there we're going in the barrier i think as we were listening to the chapter we both were sort of like guys come on why yeah why do we do this why do we make this decision and yeah and then at the end of the chapter which we can kind of jump ahead a little bit here bounce back and forth that's exactly what mcgonagall says like what were you thinking
3: and they were like, oh, we weren't thinking really. It's just such a. Send it out.
2: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It's, like, make a phone call. Yeah,
3: and they, and then it dawns on them, yeah, that was the obvious thing to do. Right. Or, like, wait for your parents to get back. It's all good. You know, the question also comes up, what do you do if you miss the, 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 the plane, the train? Right. Um... There's, there sure must there's be a way. There's a protocol,
2: to yeah. There's something in fine print, invisible ink on the letter that they don't, you know, and they don't see. But
3: <clears throat> I remember we once talked about the, the reason they came up with the Hogwarts Express. I think is was it was too complicated having all the students and their parents, um, use the flu network of of Hogsmeade or like. There's something, lo- logistically, mm, okay. it it was just difficult to do that. But yeah. if you have, like, a few students that are coming late.
2: Well, you've also got Muggle you know, students, or, um, like, Hermione. They Network. They wouldn't know how to use it.
3: Right. That's, yeah, that's yeah. true. So, so if you're going to
2: bring them in that way anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Makes sense. Here's my, my question, though, is, like, how, like, when the barrier is sealed like that or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean.
3: Pretty powerful. By pretty
2: then. powerful magic. <laughs> and also, when that happens, what's the guard doing on the other side? I'm still yeah, dumbfounded that I the know. guard is over there and, like, peeking his head out, looking around to make sure that the coast is clear. Yeah. I'm uh, pre- does Is there an alarm that goes off, or how, do you, how would you know?
3: I have a feeling. I don't know. I just imagine that Dobby, since he's the house elf, and we learned that their magic is pretty strong and pretty powerful, mm-hmm. that he might be able to just seal it one way. You know, like, you can get out, but you can't get in.
2: Okay. Gotcha. So
3: no one's looking for them, really. Like, I feel like Molly is so... Um, busy making sure that Ginny is okay. Yeah. And Arthur was, I think, with the boys and everything, trying to get them on the train, so I don't think they were really looking back.
2: Also, too, Dobby's got to... I mean, we don't know. He's he's there. We don't see him. We don't know that he's, he's there. He's probably but, with the... Because he has to Malfoy, see the other ones yeah. go through. Yeah, right. They, they go through. Mm-hmm. And then, once they go through, he's like, snap of the fingers, boom. Yeah. Shut her down. Yeah. So... Yeah, just things to think about. Um, yeah, who knows? I mean, what like, like I do kind of wonder, like after Harry and Ron tell this to Dumbledore, <laughs> did they look into it? Did they write a letter to the guard? Did they sort of say, "Hey, if this happens again, I know we need some, you know, procedures, protocol, whatever." I, it would be funny if if you came back to a Harry Potter series years later and kids were coming through, and mm-hmm. there is an extra clause on their letter or something and it's all because of harry and ron you know oh, yeah in the, case that over happens, the years this, this has happened yeah. and the last <laughs> you know maybe it has happened before for different situations or as a prank or whatever yeah um and then harry and ron was sort of a more serious you know two kids took it too far and took a yeah. flying you know flying car over london <laughs> but yeah
3: i mean again um this uh, there has to be a way to get to Hogwarts if you miss it. If you know, there's always something that can happen. You you can be late or or I don't know. You're still at home because you're you know Graham. You some, forgot your diary. You forgot your diary. Someone important's passed away and you can't go yet. Mm-hmm. And you know. I mean, even even if something like that happens, you probably are able to go home for a little bit. I imagine. you, you know, know, if let's say someone important in your family passed away, you probably are excused for a couple of days and your parents can pick you up from Hogwarts and bring you back. Mm-hmm. I have a mm-hmm. feeling that's you know, we never talk about it, but I think that's just how I, in my mind expand that potter oh yeah me person. too well l-
2: look at hogwarts legacy which is coming out you've got a transfer <laughs> student coming in
3: that's right and i think he's cool. coming in with a flying um
2: carriage yeah carriage. yes yeah, yeah. with yeah so yeah. i I think that's kind of interesting that you know he's moving in or she you know moving in middle of the year and mm-hmm. what is that you know yeah where 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 did they come from why right what, what, what are the procedures for that as, as professors or whatever yeah so
3: oh it's gonna be exciting can't can't wait wait. Can't wait
2: for that either um in large part though i think the beginning of this chapter is really just sort of it's it's suspense building they're in the floor they're like okay this is another thing we can't get through we're in the car we're flying um we keep going down we keep checking we're back we're up we're down it's fun at first and that is really well done in in terms of kids think something's gonna be cool and fun and it's fun for like five ten minutes they're like yes this is really too much
3: i was gonna say i love that part that writing how everything was so magical awesome we did it we're flying there's nothing better than this right right and then after a while they realize wow we have to keep doing this for hours yeah have to keep checking on the train and then they they didn't think think about nothing they have all these sweets and you know as kids are like oh awesome let's eat all of them yeah but they have nothing drink like something so simple, but you know, you feel thirsty after you ate a lot of candy oh, yeah. because they put a lot of sugar and salt in there and you just want to like, cold pumpkin juice down there. Nothing sounds better right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's just so genius. I, yeah. I just enjoyed that part so much. Like you said, because we have that um very human reaction of not just kids, but I think it's very human in general. Like, yeah. You know, that first excitement. And then it's like, oh. Well, and
2: it's even sort of like, let's say you're you're learning to drive and you're like, this is awesome. I can't wait to drive. Yeah. And then you get in the car, you're like, oh, this is serious. Yeah. And what do I do? And why are people mad and honking at me? Yeah. Or Or, you, or you're or you a pretty decent driver. You're 16, 17, 18 or whatever. And you're good for like a good 20 minute drive. But oh, after 20 minutes, this is kind of like yeah. long. I know. Or <laughs> somebody else would take over.
3: Yeah. So. And also that... The, the car definitely doesn't run, at least when it flies, it definitely doesn't run on uh, gas or anything because they fly for hours. They fly from 10 o'clock, uh, 11 o'clock in the morning until it gets dark. And mind you, it's September, so it d- it doesn't get dark until what, nine, eight, nine, something like that, yeah, maybe eight. Know. Yeah. Um, eight o'clock at the, night. So they probably flew for what, 10 hours straight? Ten hours. I don't know, like because, I mean. Yeah. How long 11? is the how long how Wait, long is one, the
2: uh, train ride really? Eight, is nine question.
3: hours, maybe nine hours, and I feel like the train ride is pretty long because they always arrive when it's already dark. But nine hours, They'd that'd be from eleven
2: later. to be six.
3: Yeah, you know, I'm saying maybe eight, eight, nine, eight hours. Yeah, because when does I'm it get six? Maybe, because I was just wondering when does it get.
2: Well, dark? the other thing we can do is just how long we can map quest from. London to Edinburgh. It's <gasps> outside yes, there. Yes, type how, it in,
3: type it in.
2: See how long that takes, but
3: Well, it would be by car, but we get an idea of how long it takes, yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah,
2: I I just feel like they, they they were up there for a long time. And yeah. I did wonder if, it, if the car runs on gas or what the deal was I don't there, think but so. uh Yeah. <laughs> I it think it runs
3: on something magical and it just ran out. 7
2: like, hours and 22 minutes. Okay. From Edinburgh to There you go. London. That's by car.
3: And we probably have to go further north, I believe, because Edinburgh is pretty, well, not south-south, but, like, I I feel like Hogwarts would be further north of Edinburgh. Okay. But, anyway, yeah, uh, so we have around seven, seven eight hours. Yep. It's yeah. pretty accurate. And they fly because they, they, even if they could fly faster, they have to, you know, follow the train. Right. So they have to wait for it uh, if, if they're faster. Um. But yeah, I think I think that's a long time for two 11-year-olds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a long time. and But at the same time, this is so Ron and Harry bonding time. They have had all summer long to play and Harry getting to know his family. And they, I mean, they stay in the same room all the time. And then right. they do that in Hogwarts too. And it's just such a great, I mean, they're best, best friends. Mm-hmm. And going through something like this is one of the first things, you know, where well, they
2: it's probably why they didn't even think too much about when they get back out to the car it's sort of like this pop it's that image like of us flying the car doing our own thing bonding again just you and me out there on the road like yeah yeah, it takes over and they can't really look past like logically we should (laughs) send it out wait for mom and dad we should we should figure it out no so yeah but
3: yeah and then uh they're very lucky and I have said this to you when we were listening to the chapter in the car. Once they saw Hogwarts, they didn't. There was no need to hide in the clouds anymore or look for the train. They just straight shot to the yeah, yeah. to the Hogwarts grounds. Um, so they came down a little bit, but then the engine died. And I feel like a normal if it had you know if the a muggle would have been in that car, they might have had major injuries after that. I feel like they're magical. I don't know. I just always want to believe that just like neville when he fell out the window had like a some kind of magical protection so he yeah. didn't get yeah maybe they're injured. a little
2: bit more sturdy yeah they're, they're a little bit more um, yeah. durable yeah perhaps
3: but then something really really awful happens to ron his wand breaks in half right. yep and okay ron so ron has a better wand after that so he, this year is terrible for him because he just uses that broken wand and, and it t- clearly doesn't work out but then next year he gets his new wand or, or some right okay. yeah right okay all right um <clears throat> but they um they learn that that's i think that's the first encounter with a whomping willow and they learn it's a pretty dangerous tree that tries to i mean essentially
2: defend itself defend
3: itself and it wouldn't even I mean, not just hurt them, but it would, I guess it's life threatening. And they escape because I think the car trying to protect them somehow uh, magically, you know, the engine comes on for just one more time so Ron can uh, reverse and they get out of the tree. And then the car develops a little bit of life on its own and throws them out and uh, makes its way to the Forbidden Forest where now it's, uh, from now on, it's going to live there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, cool connection that Snape is the one teacher they despise but he's the one who finds them right which is interesting after the incident with the Whomping Willow because he has such a history with that tree yeah Um, but a cool part that I again uh, want to point out real quick to you guys is you know in my book it's page 79 it's uh, when Ron uh, when Snape looks at them and says what have you done with the car and Ron gulped but Harry thinks this wasn't the first time Snape had given Harry the impression of being able to read minds. So again, these little details that I never, ever, ever really paid much attention to when I read this for the first time. And now it's just so cool rereading the books and seeing all that. How often it is mentioned that Snape, that Harry gets that feeling of Snape can read minds. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. uh, It's creepy, yeah
2: right it just, it just shows how well it was planned out and that you know he was something that was going to come up later and just laying sort of a foundation for yeah um things you can find in a reread or, or things that were that were there when you go back and look you're like wow you
3: so. know that really makes me think that this whole like snape character arc was planned from the beginning what she yeah. knew from the beginning what he what role he played you know that's oh yeah um, pretty awesome and then um on the next Um, page we see you know Snape can't really punish them because it's not his responsibility and then Dumbledore comes in did that ever happen to you probably where it's worse if someone shows such disappointment instead of yelling at you because Mm -hmm. Harry says oh it would have been so much better if he just yelled at them and showed anger but instead he's just in his voice you can hear his disappointment when he says please explain why you did this Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just that that moment when you feel like this was so stupid yeah and you've people are not just they're not mad at you but they're actually like disappointed in they, they can't believe that you would, would have done something like this
2: yeah for sure I, I think I can I actually try to use it in my own teaching practice um yeah just as a way to you know, let kids, know This we've we've reached a line. I'm not really going to, uh, you know, yell, raise my voice, correct mm-hmm. anymore. And the reason I do that is because I can think of an old football coach who was my English teacher. Okay. Who, yeah, well, I would never forget the day where he was. So it wasn't me, but it was a, a couple of the kids in the class who were just sort of abusing his kindness and his laid back mm-hmm. nature and, you know, allowing kids to go to the bathroom or be a little bit late or just, turn, you know, and then he yeah. just got to the point where he was like, man, you guys don't, it's just disappointing. Yeah. It's just this, this disappointing that you guys don't, y- you know, it, it's, it's it's really not like it was a one-time thing and you just were kind of truly sorry. You're actually, it's turned now into, you guys are just sort of taking advantage of, of me. Yeah. And it just sort of feels, and that's all he had to do, and it like, everything sort of shifted. And then you know, he just, people started to kind of behave a little bit better. I'm like, you know, and want to come in and yeah. and make up for it. And sorry about that. And yeah, cause they, they cared, I mean, you know, about, about that person and they didn't want that person to be disappointed in them Yeah. Um, because they had been fair and pretty easy going and, and also inspiring and motivating and, yeah. you know, knowledgeable about stuff. And so you're like, whoa, okay, sorry.
3: Um, yeah. I think that really hurts. Right. When you, when you look up to someone and that person is now disappointed in you or in what you've done. And it, I th- feel like you you feel like you would deserve being yelled at, right? And and it's kind of unexpected if someone is very calm, but definitely not not yeah. happy about what you did. So I think that's the the unexpected is what makes it memorable for you, and and make you makes you think, oh, our actions were probably not the the um, best actions to take in that situation, and right. they yeah like we said they realize it they're like oh wow but then (laughs) there's a whole shift But before we get to that shift um i just want to again point out that dumbledore it is so nice because we hear you know they make it sound like they just stumbled upon that flying car that was right Mm -hmm. uh, across from from king's cross and dumbledore (laughs) knows full well for sure okay this you know you don't have to, but they don't have to say he doesn't ask any questions in front of the others because he's he's smarter than that he knows yeah, he knows arthur can't get in trouble for that right and that's it's just again that um leave this out of the report yeah yeah super nice and and how awful really it is for mr weasley that that happened and i kind of can in that moment feel for harry his feeling when you're you know, your stomach feels sick when you think about how well they treated him like a son this summer. Mm -hmm. And now he did something just out of panic and not thinking it through. uh, And and like teenage, teenage, uh, you know, risk taking excitement that he really could have hurt their reputation a lot.
2: Yeah, I never thought about like from Harry, because, you know, Ron gets yelled at, but it's sort of like, I think of, you're sitting there, you're listening to that, you're going, that's, that's, I'm getting yelled at too. Yeah. So.
3: And it's even worse, I think, for someone if it's not, you know, here. sounds bad, but it's, it's your parents and you're, you're their kid and you, you're kind of used to, okay, if I do something wrong, I get yelled at. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, I always wanted to make sure, you know, my friends, parents like me and, and, and that I am respectful. Yeah. Yeah. um, Towards them and because they take care of me because my friends Um, my best friend from high school, Julia, her parents, they took me to Sweden a couple of times in the summer because Mm -hmm. they always rented a whole house and it wouldn't cost any more if they just take a friend and Julia was an only child. So, um, they loved having me, um, so, you know, Julia has someone to play with and and talk to and all that stuff. So it was, we had the best time whenever we went and I just made sure we'd never get in trouble. We're always polite. We always are thankful for yeah. they paid for all my food and stuff. They never asked my mom yeah. for for money and that was so kind And just thinking back if had we got into something really really stupid, it I would have felt awful because
2: yeah you let them down they yes, looked yes, out for you it. and yeah. yeah
3: so I think uh, that's you. what Harry felt for for a second. I think even more when they get the howler in the next part uh, or next um, chapter. right um, so the shift. The shift is, and I thought about this, so they don't go to the feast because the feast is over. We learn Ginny is in Gryffindor too, just like her, the rest of the family. They go up to the Gryffindor common room. They're kind of like down and, you know, they have to serve detention, but they're also grateful they didn't get expelled. Mm -hmm. They know it was dumb. And then they want to go, they meet Hermione in front of the common room. The portrait swings open. And in there, we find a party. Yeah. They greet them like they're rock stars. And I just had an image of, hey, Michaela, if you're listening to this, can you make a video of Ron and Harry entering the Gryffindor common room after they arrived in the Fort Anglia, the flying car, uh, and crashed it into the w- Whomping Willow? Yeah. I want to see that. <laughs>
2: yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool.
3: I'm just thinking like, you know, red carpet, they have sunglasses, suits, and everyone's like Yeah. Yeah. Cheering. Crazy as the second
2: years too, yeah, they're coming <laughs> in like, can you believe these guys? These guys are nuts. I know. These guys are crazy. I
3: seriously think Fred and George and, and Lee Jordan were impressed and a and oh, yeah. little mini jealous. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Again, Harry Harry and Ron get away with everything. And um my question to you, do you think if had it been any other student, do you think um they would have gotten the same treatment?
2: Oh, yeah. I do, actually. I do. I think that, uh, you know, even if it were even a student in Slytherin, Hufflepuff, whatever, I I honestly think like it's the way Fudge sort of approaches underage magic. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, first to first on that happens. Kids are kids. We're not going to worry about it. You guys messed up. We got it. It was more work. Yeah. This was definitely more of a violation and something that was harder to kind of cover up and you're exposing the mad like the wizarding world. So definitely more discipline is needed and they're, they're, they should be in bigger trouble. Right. For that. So I feel like he, he would have had to crack down on him more, but no, you're, you're going to stay. We're not going to completely, yeah. I feel like you, have, I don't know. I don't know what, where the line would have been crossed yeah. or whatever, especially yeah. because their intent was sort of like, we just, we missed the train. We thought we like, they're honest about why they jumped in the car and did that. And they were worried their parents couldn't get back and we can't get to Hogwarts. And, yeah the brain doesn't really kick in and say guys they're gonna pick you back up or send it you know you might be a day late or something yeah. but
3: they're yep. just
2: kids and they don't they don't get it so
3: yeah yeah, yeah. i guess you have to make them feel like yep or make them understand this is not something something you can do again or we should not encourage anyone else to do that because it's highly dangerous obviously mm-hmm. um but i guess yeah expelling them for trying to be in time you know for the school year to start I guess yeah I don't I don't think that's something they should be expelled for yeah neither of those students and I thought like you know as much as Snape acts like he would have expelled them I don't think if a Slytherin had done that I don't think he would have expelled that Slytherin student
2: honestly. no and I kind of wonder if Snape doesn't <laughs> even know that he doesn't have the power to do that so he yeah. just makes that threat seem like he yeah. would just to drive home like if it were me yeah I'd expel you and you know it's almost like a teacher at school who doesn't have the power to really expel you from school when when they're sitting in the principal's chair would you really because you have to look at all the different things the criteria the 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 backlash you're gonna get whether that's really valid
3: from a true teacher's point of view yes there's way more than just saying you guys are expelled
2: yeah it's easy (laughs) just to sort of say like that and then not really have to deal with any of the actual consequences of doing it and the legal stuff and the whole yeah Yeah. so it's that's that goes for a lot of things in life really people easy to kind of say that but then Mm -hmm. what if you had to sit in the in the chair and deal with sort of the you know consequences responsibilities etc
3: yeah sounds good in that regard actually i want to bring up have i said the word actually too much i don't know i I, feel like i see it
2: actually i don't know that you have
3: (laughs) i want to bring up a an interesting email from jack who wrote in i'm sorry it was in november mid-november but since we had a couple of episodes pre-recorded we weren't able to read that until now so i'm going to read that email to you then i want your initial thoughts and then i'm going to read something that i read in a uh, forum and want to comment on that okay? okay so here's what jack says hi flaring bill I was watching the Chamber of Secrets the other day and was wondering why didn't Hagrid get his wand back after it was proven he didn't open the chamber? Also, why didn't Dumbledore ever fight Voldemort when Voldemort was rising to power? It seems like Dumbledore had plenty of time to duel Voldemort prior to attack uh, to the attack on the Potters. Best, Jack.
2: Hmm. Okay. Um... Yeah, why? I don't remember. I'm trying to think in the book and I haven't mm-hmm. reread it in a while like mm-hmm. why that they did or didn't so you can maybe talk to more of that. But then Dumbledore not yeah. going after Voldemort. I mean Yeah. Yeah, why doesn't he? Is is he just not able to find him? Is is he sort of um in hiding and, and striking from the shadows? Is that something that's super secret? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Okay, let's talk about the the Hagrid phenomenon first. <laughs> because i was wondering that too and i think in the book it's more like he gets they take him away because they think he did it again he j- opened the chamber again mm-hmm. yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just there again at the end of the year right then there's no explanation about hagrid it's all just about harry and how he you know what happened down there but we never get a full explanation of how did hagrid actually got get, get back and what did they tell him after that so there's a little bit of a something a gap we have to fill ourselves but I agree it doesn't seem like much has changed for him so here's what somebody uh wrote in um uh, one of the forums that are out there it says Hagrid was officially acquitted only after the events in Chamber of Secrets when it was proven that Tom Riddle had been the heir of Slytherin he who unleashed the basilisk against the Muggle-born students and that Aragog had nothing to do either with the Chamber of Secrets or with Myrtle's death. By then, Hagrid was already 65 years old and had spent 52 years as assistant gamekeeper and gamekeeper. That was the life he knew, so I doubt he could go back uh, to study and finish his seven years at Hogwarts. If he had done so, he would be in the same class with Harry. (laughs) I'm sure Hagrid himself wouldn't stand it. He'd consider it useless, odd, and alien to his lifestyle. Now, as of his wand, I can't imagine how the Ministry could give it back to him. Once a wand gets snapped in half, nothing can repair it. Besides the other wand, of course, the Ministry could simply allow Hagrid to buy another wand. But I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure it did even that. You see, Hagrid had undergone a little magical education, so he could be dangerous with a real wand in his hands. Alternatively. It's likely that the Ministry did allow him to buy a new wand, but Hagrid denied either because he secretly had his own wand repaired by Dumbledore or because he didn't trust himself. Um, never forget that without it, Dumbledore would never name him Care of Magical Creatures teacher at Hogwarts. A suspect can't have a teaching position. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he got his teaching after uh, position after that. So that shows you that there ha- has to have to happen something, some kind of apology. But I feel like the arguments that um, he's too old or his lifestyle is already like this is very weak in terms of like you can't. This is such a terrible thing if people are um, they they're announced guilty even though they have nothing to do with it i mean hagrid had probably creatures at hogwarts that he shouldn't have Mm -hmm. but to expel him like we just said is a huge matter and um he that's why he stopped that's how why his life went the way it did and i think they at least should have given him the opportunity. Now maybe he had chosen to stay in this position, but I think it's a good argument that after the Chamber of Secrets, he um, starts his position as a teacher again. Mm -hmm. So that really shows you, we know a teacher, you can't really have a criminal record if you want to become a teacher. So um, that shows you that they had some kind of, uh, what do you call it? If you, that he's forgiven his, or, or they acknowledged that he was innocent, yeah. Um and they probably deleted his whole criminal record from that yeah. day on. Um now with the wand I think they should have given him another wand, like given uh, maybe he didn't want to.
2: Yeah, maybe not. I that think is he, I a
3: good argument. Maybe he didn't feel like he should have one or he didn't he, he maybe he didn't feel as confident anymore in his magic.
2: Yeah, I agree.
3: Um, and 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 he he kind of grew accustomed to the to the, you know, umbrella <laughs> thing.
2: Yeah, I like the idea that Dumbledore might have um even fixed his wand after that, and even though if he knew it was in the umbrella, did some magic and sort of said, yeah. "There you go, it's yeah. even more powerful now, so it's all pieces are back together. Yeah, when you need it, you got it." But kind of cool that yeah. he has the Elder Wand and is able to do that. So
3: yeah, true. There yeah. you go. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. He could have repaired Ron's wand. (laughs) Yeah. But maybe he didn't want to show that he has the Elder Wand. Exactly. I would probably
2: reveal. Yeah. Yeah. There you
3: go. And then my comment on the Voldemort thing, why he never fought Voldemort really before he rose to power. I think Dumbledore, and this might be a weak argument, but... I think Dumbledore still hoped and trusted in, you know, he wanted to see the best in people and that he was hoping that he would come around and never thought he would be capable of such awful things.
2: It could be, yeah.
3: Because, be. and Dumbledore is someone who really does not act until it's necessary.
2: Well, also, he's a professor. I mean, they have to, you know, in inside his... I think just saying you're going to take some, it's it's interesting because it's different. It's a different type of culture or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really they need to, the ministry needs to give him the power to go arrest somebody. Yeah. You know, to if that's what they, and that's what they were doing, which was kind of cool in, in Fantastic Beast, The ministry was coming to Dumbledore and saying, we're going to like fully author, like almost like give you the permission to duel. Yeah. Right. Here you go. You have our authority to go after this person. We're recruiting you to do it which is which is awesome it's crazy because like they're they're nodding saying hey you can do this so you wonder if the if the ministry ever did that they came to dumbledore and asked him that or if he Mm -hmm. what what the deal is there i think that's why people are so intrigued in in a sort of a pre um well whether it was the marauders or or whatever the the order of the phoenix right they they want to see that first group together and fighting and working against Voldemort. what ways was he because I think maybe he was clearly he had established the order of the phoenix yeah and you had these fights going on with other people yeah so I don't think he was that easy to get to
3: no yeah I think it was more like work that they did under underground or in the yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah. you know like not very obvious they're not talking about it yeah
2: they're a minority working to kind of stir up some some followers and death eaters right And, and stuff like that so I feel like it wasn't easy for... Because he's not the the Dark Lord, the most dangerous Dark Lord out there, unless he's able to kind of avoid people when he wants to or yeah. stay hidden in the shadows. So that could be all it was, is that he is powerful. He does tap into some of the darker arts and is being, um, you yeah. know, hidden by other people. Yeah. So clearly he hid this secret about Horcruxes and stuff from mm. Dumbledore and he had no idea. No,
3: yeah. That's so, a big secret that this think- whole... The years that we have with Harry, the first couple of years, is when Dumbledore suspects something, and this is um, uh, especially is an important year where Harry reveals the diary, and mm-hmm. that's where Dumbledore truly suspects. Okay, this could be this Horcrux thing. Right. So I think yeah, before that, it was more of a, a you know guesswork and trying to find and, and see what they're up to but and, and a little bit of maybe arrogance too you know his not arrogance but like can someone truly be that powerful and, and Dumbledore feels like he is pretty pretty powerful and just like yeah why the, the question remains though since we he already dealt with a powerful dark wizard like that who had similar goals why didn't he do something before that i i think the question is very valid but i think we also gave a valid answer why you know he didn't have all the all the resources to do that yeah and that really is it um andrew if you're listening I think your story is going to be perfect for the chapter when we talk about the ghosts. I don't know. Because Andrew sent us a spooky story. Some uh, encounters he had. Pretty interesting. So I think that's going to be fun when we talk about ghosts and Harry Potter more. Um, So yeah, look forward to that. Yeah. But anything else, Sweeney?
2: Uh, Other than I've got to run to the bathroom like a crazy person, (laughs) no. Um, So it was good. It was a good chapter. And it's sort of a yeah it's straight to the point it's it's very you know if you guys have seen the film you know that it it pretty well parallels that and there's uh, you know just a little longer car ride and some exciting stuff at the end great uh, email though so appreciate that it was really cool questions and interesting to think about those types of things so yeah any any other thoughts like that we love to have a segment at the end where we talk about theories thoughts why did this or that happen that'd be great
3: yes yeah
2: all right friends Well hey that is all for this week thanks for tuning in to Shell Radio 94.7 COZY we hope you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling, bands of baboons. Baboons! If you don't want to miss out on the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us that review, and follow over on social media at Fleur and Bill.
3: If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing Wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You will find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you too. Neptune and back. Next week, we will talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 6. It's time! Gilderoy Lockhart. Make sure to tune back in next time. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Again, thanks for joining Blur's Book Club in their little shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home.